Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Chris, joined by my brothers Adam. Hello. And Eric. Hello. And we are back in the room to talk once more about video games. And in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about first-person shooters. Because Eric's been playing Cyberpunk lately. Yes. And in our last episode, we talked about um, why they made the choice to make a first-person shooter at all. And and he's been playing more of it. And it got us thinking about first-person shooters, the ones that we enjoy. And the ones like, that we think work. Like Skyrim, which is... <laughs> so drink if you're well, still playing that game. Yeah, yeah. We get five minutes without mentioning fucking Skyrim. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah, you're still but actually, that drinking game. Yeah, yeah, better buy the whole shop. Still playing that game. Drink along. Um, <laughs> so, depending on where you're listening to this or watching this, um, you can of course join in on the conversation. Um, and talk about your favorite first-person shooter games or any other topic that happens to come up during this episode. So if you're listening to us on audio platforms, you can touch base with us on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Brothers Take, to let us know what is your favorite all-time first-person shooter. And you can also hit follow, so you can follow our series as we go along. And if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, first of all, if you enjoy us at any point, maybe give us a thumbs up and consider subscribing to the series so that you never miss out on a Brothers Take episode. But also, you can jump down into the comment section, which is more important. A discussion is more important than subscriptions. If you want to touch base with us and let us know what your favorite first-person shooter game is or anything else that comes up during the episode. I think it's important to note as well is that the, the, the question that has been posed by us and for us is, what is your favorite first-person shooter? Not what is the best first-person shooter. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. that could mean the same thing, but you know, there could be. We're not trying to let everyone know. Oh, well, critically speaking, or or you know, uh, the world would probably agree that the best first-person shooter is Goldeneye. But well, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about our favorite first-person shooters. We might give some honorable mentions before we get into it too, but that's what we're here to talk about. Um, and so as you're listening. Do touch base. Let us know what your favorite one is as well. Um, I think we might as well just get straight into it. So without further ado, this is the Brothers Take. What music is that? I don't know. This is a jingle to add in there. (laughs) (laughs) Can we please add my voice as a jingle? (laughs) So I suppose this whole um, this episode kind of springboarded from Eric, you playing Cyberpunk. Yes. Uh, Despite the rest of the world, you've actually been enjoying it. You've actually cleared the main story since I cleared. I cleared it last last night. Yes. Wow. Do you want to give us, now that you've finished it, uh, just before we jump into our favorite first-person shooter games, do you want to give us like your non-spoiler thoughts on the game now that you've finished it? Have, have your thoughts changed on it? or non, Non-spoiler. Uh, so at first I was a bit like, I, I play a bit, like an hour or two, and then I'll play like anything else. So at first I wasn't really getting into it, and then like there were some moments at the start I was like, oh, this, this is actually really cool, and then pass out again, I'm back into this. But then when I, the closer and closer I got to the end, the more and more I was like, okay, I got to play more of this. Like, 
definitely more hours and really really was enjoying it really enjoying the the story inter interactions like the character interactions with everybody and uh even just taking note of all the, like the the lingo that they have for particular like their slang i suppose for things which just really brings this world to life and even the different like noticing different like brands for cars and stuff like that and then even the different references to things like there's one time i was like in some gangster hideout or something i was shooting some 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 boyos and uh i then i i just i heard some 8-bit tune and i was like that sounds familiar and i turn around and i see this like arcade machine and it's like an 8-bit brown horse running and jumping almost like a flappy bird or like you know that t-rex game on the internet you know, oh, you have yeah, no... yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like that and it's called like roach racer and it has the witcher tree music <laughs> in 8-bit oh like, wow that was like that that's really cool or there was um i think i sent you a video of a guy playing a guitar or he's playing yes. guitar. he was playing um like a like a heavy metal version of the song beast of beauclair which is from the blood and wine dlc of the witcher tree uh, cool. and it just when i was watching i was taking note of the fact that his actual fingers were moving they weren't just like oh yeah here's sliding up and down that's it like they're actually playing the different chords and stuff and if you were strumming one chord they'd actually stay on that chord until they go to the next one which like so all those little like attention to details were really good it was yeah. great and the more i got into the story the more interesting it became and even this idea of like they treat ais almost like they're new gods the ai oh, are like yeah so like at one point you do meet an ai and it's like talking to some benevolent it's like talking to dr manhattan almost that right. kind of concept like yeah. really cool yeah. Biggest issue though, right? Gonna have a negative and then fucking crashes. Never mind the glitches. Never mind <laughs> wait, the glitches. Wait, whoa, 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 hold on. Are you trying to tell me this game crashes? <laughs> the glitches are fine. Like I think there was one time I was walking upstairs and I noticed this person just walked out of the stairs. <laughs> like just the beard and like those kind of glitches are funny. But it's just like and they're always at the most like nothing I walking down the street, crash fucking buying groceries crash the credits are rolling <laughs> crash and it's like I, when i'm shooting people or doing something really high paced like really involved yeah. no no crashes and it's like well what the fuck is going on here you don't think that would annoy you more though if it crashed during all like the really intense awesome moments like i think if i had to yeah, crash no, it would, anywhere it i'd rather crash while i was buying groceries probably yeah, but then I but realized, I but then I realized that it didn't. I didn't. I haven't saved in the last like fifteen, half an hour or something, and now I'm back all the way there. So now I have to go all so the way. So it doesn't have any shop. auto saving. It does have auto saving, but uh, it always crashes when it doesn't auto save. <laughs> oh, so that's kind of sometimes working. So okay. I, I had to find myself saving a lot to ensure that if it does crash, I'm not going back that far. Yeah, would, that's annoying. That's annoying. It would, would auto save at the start of the mission and at the end of the mission, and maybe at an update if the mission's objective updated, it would then auto save. Or like a, a key checkpoints kind of thing. Key checkpoints. That's when it would auto save. Other than that, right. um, uh, but then another positive <laughs> is the stunning graphics. All right, I'm gonna Are end. they stunning? Not really on the people, but I went to to a rock, and it was the best looking rock I have seen ever. <laughs> I was like. Because, you know, if you go, like, if, like from far away, you look at a rock and you're like, wow, that looks really good. When you go up and you start to really examine, you can always see that, like, those edges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have that. It's, like, proper rock connection. Detail. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel like the this game. environments are 
beautiful from like a few years from now is probably is going to be one of the best looking like when the ps5 update comes out and when the pc mods all hit it i'd say this game is going to be just next level but yeah. after, in its current state it sounds like it has almost final fantasy 7 remake load issues where like some things look amazing and other things just look kind of yeah arse um <laughs> description it looks kind of <laughs> arse <laughs> so uh yeah it might be a i i can't wait when it comes out on ps plus it's gonna be a, a, a killer game <laughs> that, that that's 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 not gonna happen you don't think so down, way way down the line that's a way yeah when it's the... when it's fixed yeah yeah although what something <laughs> i liked was play it before it gets there are you kidding me uh, what one nice thing, which like, because I know a lot of people obviously when Cyberpunk came out and there was such issues, people lost fate with the company and there was so much refunding. I think Norway contacted them and were like, if you don't fix Norway, this case, like all of it, <laughs> they want the government of some Scandinavian country. I think I don't, this could be bullshit, but I think it's a funny story. They contact went, if you don't, if you don't fix the game in a year, you have to like pay a shit ton of money to somebody. Like that, they're essentially gonna fucking sued them or something well they're being like sued yeah yeah, they're yeah, being yeah. Sued. um but i like that the the one of the heads yeah i watched that video up. the apology yeah yeah i, I like <laughs> the fact that he did come out and go don't blame anyone who made it they're not at fault blame all of us in charge we're at fault i was like that's nice that's nice you're taking responsibility yeah, no i yeah and i think it, that was a decent gesture for sure and i know like a lot of people then went straight on oh you think an apology is enough and it's like oh well look at there's not much else they can do at this point. They need to work on it. You yeah. know, all they can yeah. do at this point is apologize and put the hand up and go, look, I'm not going to blame anyone else. Yes, we, we released something that we knew wasn't ready and we did lie about the... the. In particular, wasn't it mainly focused on the, the console-based version, like the PS4 yeah. and Xbox One versions yeah. of the game yeah. um, in particular. But uh, I did see an article from one of the developers who was like, as far as I was concerned, this game wasn't going to be ready till 2022. Right, okay. I don't know. So, you know, there was whatever... We, we're obviously not going to be given the full facts in terms of... Inside, something was going on. There was some sort of... There was disputes, I'd say, happening in-house. You know, there, there, was, yeah. there was people who wanted a game by a deadline, and then there was people who thought they had all the time in the world to make a game. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. But there's that, and then there was also the death threats. Maybe the death threats kind of scared them a bit into going, we have to release it. Well, that's, I mean, look, that's just, that's shocking. You know, people shouldn't send death threats regardless. You know? Yeah. So a game that you were really looking forward to has let you down, and it cost you 70 quid, but maybe you got your full refund back. I, I don't know. Like, there's really no yeah. need to threaten anyone over that. You know, just take your money and I don't know. No, well, no, it was the death threat before, before they even found out. Oh, it's like, if you don't release this, I'll kill you? Like, yeah, that, no, they, 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 they sent they'll get them threats. all the time, I'd say. You know, like, even Naughty, Naughty Dog would be used to that kind of shit. And, well, I'm but, sure uh, they got what I don't understand is, too, I, like, I just but, don't understand people that do that, you know? So, yeah. like, just go fuck yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit mad how, like, obviously, uh, you, know, you know, gamers, they're passionate. We're very yeah. passionate about, about games as well, but... um. And oftentimes, you know, they don't fucking mean it either. Like no, even the people who don't 
um, send it though. Yeah, you shouldn't. The, the 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 bad thing about having just such easy access to things like Twitter and stuff is like it's dangerous because it doesn't give people enough time. You know when you're like furious with someone, mm. but by the time you actually see them, you know, you it's, compose yourself. Yeah, you're after like kind of like yeah. going through it all. Yeah, and then by you the time might have you said actually... it in your head, or you might have said, talked yeah. out loud even on the way. And, oh, exactly. Oh, fuck, kill them, and then when you get yeah, yeah. there, you go, okay. Did you send that report or not? Okay, yeah, why yeah, didn't yeah. you send the report? You know, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to tell them, I'll yeah. fucking kill you. <laughs> the problem is, is that, like, now, yeah. because everything is so accessible and everyone is in within, like, a couple of tweet reach, like, people don't get the opportunity to compose themselves, so they just make an absolute arse of themselves online. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think, like, you know, the funny thing about that is, though, like, like, the other side of that is, obviously, yes, there is a case of that where, like, they can't, compose themselves or they don't or they're just so mad caught in the moment and they just type or whatever but like the people that they're typing at don't owe them anything it's not like this is their game you know <laughs> you know what i mean it's not like i signed that contract i expect this game where is it you fuckers you know <laughs> it's not yours until you buy your own copy of it it's and not even yours. at that it's not still not yours it's you're not actually yours. just buying a license for it yeah, so that's the bit that baffles me. It's not a case of like you're getting on to someone who's actually responsible for something that they owe you. There People you just need to chill the fuck yeah, out. Okay, nice. <laughs> Take them. I'm sure there's plenty in your back catalog you still need to clear. So unless so. you're Eric, of course, he's cleared. It. He has yeah. everything cleared. Cleared everything. Yeah. Eric, I'm curious, how does it perform? Actually, just given our topic today, how does Cyberpunk perform purely as a first-person shooter game? I know it's more of an RPG, right? Yeah. Um, right. So it performs fine when you're doing the first-person shooty parts. Uh, then when it's like doing everything else, it is just a bit like I, I went. I went through time to craft my character. I'm going through time to choose the clothes this person is wearing. I'm like, and when you're driving a car, you can drive it in third person, where you can then see yourself and and like, it, I just feel it, during the first shoot. First person shoot parts, it works fine, but I just feel like it would be a better third person game due to the amount of stuff you can do. Right, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. within the combat sections of things like hacking and sneaking and whatnot, you just, I always find that sneaking is better in a third person game because you get a better sense of your surroundings. And I, that's, I that's, that. what you, that's what you need in sneaking is an idea of the surroundings. Um, and then, yeah, I, like, it's really stupid if you're making your character and you can't see them. See them, yeah. That's yeah. strange to me as well. Yeah, it, it's a so, bizarre choice. I do think when I saw that, and it was a similar thing when I remember seeing the first trailer for, um, obviously it wasn't the first game in the series, but Deus Ex, um, was it Human Revolution? Yeah. I think was the one that they were showing at the time. And um, I remember going, wow, that looks amazing. It looks so, so good. Like the music, the presentation, the designs are fantastic. And then it was, I saw that it was a first person game that goes into third person for some stealth kills, but then back into first person. And I was like, what? Like, why Why do this? I don't okay. get it. So, so this, this X actually does it worse than Cyberpunk. So it's at least so Cyberpunk, it's only first person if you are, it's only going to third person when you're in a car. Other than that's always first person, right? Right. Yeah. But Deus Ex is it goes in it goes in the third person if you get in the cover. It goes in the third person if you stealth kill someone. 
It goes in the third person when you climb a ladder. It goes in the third person when you're having a conversation. And then you begin to realize, why didn't you just stay as third person when you have so many moments of going at the third person? I don't understand that at all. stupid. I really that really don't. turned me that that really turned me off. Deus Ex. I agree because I, I like the setting and I like um, some of the game is actually okay, but um, you know you get to modify your character and stuff. It's like you know why can't I just play this in in third person and then just hold you know the aim trigger to go into first person to shoot mm. instead of the other way around where it's constantly in first person and switches to third person when you're doing like you know anything everything any, else anything else. Yeah, um, yeah. So when Strange. I saw that Cyberpunk was going to be the first person, I'm immediately drawn to that game experience, and I'm just like, yeah, that that's where I lost interest. There was one cool thing actually when I was playing Cyberpunk because when I was making my character, I went right, I want those least cybernetic uh, appearances on my character because I was kind of thinking, all right, I'm in a nomad, I'm always on the road, I probably have very few cybernetic enhancements. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I can go a guy who wants to have at least. Or, like, go through the transition of going from very human to very machine-like. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got what's known as the Mantis Blades, which have been in a lot of the trailers. The big yeah, blades, I've seen that. one of the arms. So my arms are always quite human-looking. But then the minute I got them, it actually shows all the different robotic cybernetic lines that are going through my arm, which is where my arm would open up for the blades. And I thought, I was like, that's a, that's a nice little feature to have, that, that there is actually... Your character does slightly change in that regard, but um, I, st- I still wish it was it was a because of the fact it's a cinematic game. Yes. At yeah. the end of the day, it's a cinematic storytelling game. I still think it should be should be third person because most of the best story driven games are third person. But that's not to say that you can't make very good cinematic first person shooters. And I think I think the interesting thing is like if you stick purely to one style. Mm. And they have been done very well. So whether it's a third-person game or a first-person shooter or an RPG or whatever it is, that there's amazing ways to do it and you can get fantastic experiences in all of those genres. If you try and hybridize it, um, like trying to hybridize the third-person and first-person thing, which is kind of what Days X and Cyberpunk do in a little way. Like, I know you don't see your character as much as Cyberpunk, but having to make a character at all is sort of mm. a third-person experience. Yeah. And then not see them, you know, it's sort of like, a, it's it's kind of like, I think you need to pick and choose which one you're going to do. Um, so I suppose this will kind of lead us on to the first-person shooters that we feel stuck to that genre particularly well, if mm. there are favorite games in that genre, right? Yeah. Um, so going into this question now, I got to come to you first, Adam. Uh also, just before we get to it, we uh, very interestingly often <laughs> have different interpretations <laughs> of the fucking same question that I usually think is very straightforward. And then say, like, what do you mean, good morning? Do you think it is a morning to be good on? Or <laughs> so um, when I say, what is your favorite first person shooter? How, how did you go about this one there? <laughs> Well, I interpreted that like, so I wouldn't have put Cyberpunk in that category, although right. that's our starting point. That to me is not a first person shooter. It's a first person RPG. RPG. Yeah. I would um, agree. That, that may involve yeah. shooting mechanics, yeah. but it's not a first person shooter. Yeah. Um, whereas, oddly enough, you, I, I would put Far Cry in that category, although kind of similar to Cyberpunk. I still feel like it has 
more of its mechanics are shooter based to warrant it being a first person shooter. Mm. So, uh, but to me, it's like a first person shooter is like that's its thing. That's the main, like yeah. that's the selling point. There might be things on top of that, but the shooting mechanics is the thing, and you do basically nothing other than just shoot things in it. Mm. Um. So in saying that, favorite FPS. Oh, I, I. Do you have any honorable mentions before you mention your absolute favorite? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, Doom would be an honorable mention. Yeah. Where that's the one that, like that's probably the best first person shooter I've played in the last generation. So like PS4 up till now. Yeah. Xbox One up till now. Um, like there's nothing that feels as as good as 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 Doom when you're like. Uh, just from a shooting mechanic, I feel. It just goes to show that you don't need the whole... It, it makes me think back to some of my other games, the other games I really enjoyed. And it's like, why is there a reload? What does that actually offer, right? When you're playing shooter games, right? You never actually run out of ammo. When you think about it. Well, you're very, always picking very, it up, right? Very oddly, uh, you, do you run out of ammo in the, in the campaign of a first-person shooter? Therefore, why do you reload? Why is there a reload? Because it just puts a pause in the action. So, therefore, the reload is to bring in an element of realism. Yeah. Uh, so, therefore, those type of games, I think, should be a lot more military simulation. Whereas something like Doom is obviously not. You're a fucking, you know, space marine basically yeah. slaying demons from hell. Doesn't need to be realistic. Therefore, there is no reload. Um, and it just keeps it... At no point does the action slow down then. You're just constantly moving and shooting. Um, you and it's got one of the most bitchin' soundtracks ever. Well, it's that definitely helps. what you want to be listening to, all right, when you're when you're, when you're first person shooting demons, demons from hell, from hell and <laughs> but just everything about it, it's it's just so weird that that game feels like it came from the '90s or something. Like it just it feels really fast and fluid, and like the way it moves, it I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I'd love to see Serious Sam done like this, you know? Um, probably it, it will probably. Um, that's another one. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, as I was say, that's, that that's, so that's a good. Christian game. That was so you're, good. You're on PC and you're typing like the codes and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. that was one that you could switch to third person as well. Yeah. You see him pull that's a right. Gatling gun out of his back pocket. Um, or the pirate cannon. <laughs> yeah. There were some really cool weapons in that game, actually. Yeah. But I remember getting that there was like so many demons appearing on screen at once that the frame rate would just drop to like you know eight frames a second or something like that and it's just like i don't know how anyone really kind of got through that game without like we we played it with like kind of cheat codes and stuff so you could put on god mode and uh infinite ammo and have have a ball but like how how anyone got through that (laughs) that's like like is the amount of enemies on screen and and the the way the frame rates drop dramatically yeah because i think there's there's one one bit i remember specifically because i used to love it in serious sam you were in this like giant like 
open cunt tunnel. So it's just two walls either side of yeah, it going for a mile. That's the bit I'm remembering. And yeah. it's like the skeleton looking things. The skeleton with the two bowls. Oh, or the yeah, two yeah, bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need this. Like a feeder. Like there was like like one first and there was like two and then five and then ten and then there's a fucking hundred of them just running at you uh, and uh, do you remember the kamikaze headless men to scream at you <laughs> they used to scare the scare shit, the out, shit of out of me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. they still do because yeah. I was playing one on PS3 the one time and I was running and then I heard a and I was like oh fuck where are they where are they oh shit <laughs> and the weapons were satisfying in that one too as well like the for sure the shotgun and stuff um but it, it is straight up that's just that's just doom mixed with duke nukem basically oh essentially yeah yeah it's like yeah. the love child of those two games yeah. and it's just as fun as either of them really to be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it, it is um i have to mention halo um you have to he's actually under contract <laughs> yeah it'd just be odd not to I, I just think halo is well apart from this really uh changing fps uh, mm. after it basically it is definitely the best multiplayer shooter experience um you know i know people would say golden eye but you know i think there's a lot of nostalgia in there uh, you could genuinely play halo and still have uh, a lot of fun people to the, today are still playing halo 2 online uh, due to the master chief collection and stuff like that yeah, yeah, and it's the same game. They haven't actually changed anything. It, like, there's minor tweaks in it, but it is the same game. They just put a skin over it all. They didn't rebuild it. Yeah, they've yeah. just put a remastered. A, it's not even remastered. What they did was they put a um like a texture map over everything. All right. That's why you're able to switch between the two versions because all you're doing is just turning it off. Oh, uh, it's like a filter then. It's a filter, but right, it's the exact right. same game. Uh, so it, it plays exactly the same. And it just goes to show that like it, it really holds up. Like it, it looks like a remaster, but it's not. Um. Then I would say. Any other honorable mentions? I think. No, I think I think that's all the honorable mentions. I'd say it's a Doom and well, maybe Medal of Honor Frontline. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Those probably... were too, right? Yeah. Like, that was a game that, like, I've always really hated first-person shooter games. I've, I never really enjoyed playing them. Um, but because when that game came out, it was the time of Saving Private Ryan, and uh, we grew up right beside the film set of that. Mm-hmm. And so for a, a good year, my playground was the Omaha Beach, basically. Um, we used to play in the actual pillbox and um, then watching the film and stuff like that, which I was definitely too young to watch. But it was, you know, getting the Medal of Honor front line was being able to kind of replay those scenes. And um, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was probably the first Medal of Honor to kind of go a bit cinematic without it being cinematic. Because it, it still yeah. had like the classic kind of way of a Medal of Honor game playing, uh, and I always loved uh, the kind of briefing room. And you'd have that. Th there's like a particular kind of American voice over telling you the the mission brief, and yeah. it's all these really old clips. And then you you would go do these um, 
quite simple tasks, which is like disable a U-boat or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really, really enjoyed that game. And I didn't really like any other first-person game after that until until I got to play my favorite one. <laughs> which is... <laughs> which is... Or will well, I go... Or should I do honorable mentions all around first? Yeah, you can do something. See, do, yeah, yeah. does one creep up? Because if, it, if it's the same one, then we might as sure. all wait and talk about it at the end and, and, and go, yeah. okay, let's do a dedicated episode on that then, you know? And sure. if it's not, you know, we'll see. I have a feeling <laughs> that it is, though. Yeah. Um, Eric, do you want to give any honorable mentions for first-person shooters that you'd consider quite um, in high regard for you before we get to favorite? Um. On oh, how did you interpret the question? <laughs> All right. Well, now see, no favorite is easy to interpret. I think it's the, it was the best that you could interpret differently, or it was. What? Hmm? I never ask you for the best. Never. never. No, well, I remember. I remember you did ask Adam like a question. What be like? What was like the best game for a non-gamer? I think me and Adam like had like three different ways That's to right. interpret. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had ways to interpret that question. Yeah, yeah. And okay. you were like, what? I'll give you, I'll give you, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I, I thought this was simple. <laughs> if someone if someone didn't read fantasy books and didn't know where to start, where which one would you give them? You know? <laughs> well, that would depend on their age now, wouldn't it? What their... <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, sorry, how did you first interpret this question, first of all? Well, the honorable mention would, would be more, because I know Adam mentioned Far Cry, but more specifically Far Cry 3. As oh, I yeah. said, that, that one really redefined what you could do in a first-person game. Uh, based on, like, because a lot, I found for, like, a few years, first-person shooters became very stale. It was either you can crouch and aim down your iron sight, or you run around like a fool just using your crosshairs. And that was kind of it. That, that's, there was essentially the only two versions of and then Far Cry came along, and not only was it open world, you were able to, like, jump on someone with your knife, stab them, take out their knife, throw it into somebody, then shoot... And it was just so fluid with all this... Like, I remember one time, yeah, I went up cuts. behind... I went up behind someone, I, I stabbed them, took out their knife, chucked it into someone, pulled out my gun, shot someone else, pulled the guy's grenade that I was still holding, kicked him into someone else, and he blew up, and then I just went along shooting everyone else. Like, and it was just way more like cinematic yeah like is, the, is that the one where and John I, I, I mix Very up John some Wiki. far cry games but is that the, the one where on the island has got all the drugs yeah that's, and that's you the famous one have that's to, the famous one spoiler alert you have to torture your brother uh yes at one point, it is that one isn't it yeah i did play that one it was really good yeah it's pretty good uh then 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 i think they all went stale because they went oh that did well let's just repeat that Every uh, villain is a psychopath on an like, island. Let's, let's <laughs> do that again. Everyone's a psychopath obsessed you know, with drugs. The only thing about that is, and you know, you, you say, let's do that again. What's the mm -hmm. famous quote from Far Cry 3? Uh, oh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stop doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> but like that, that insidious, um, ironic t quote could go well in there. Although... Although, I suppose they don't want a different result. They're selling well each time. So, yeah, yeah. actually, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, would actually, be insane. <laughs> I, I actually really liked the, the new Call of Duty. Well, not the new one. The World War II one, I actually quite liked. Oh, yeah. I, okay. Yeah, um, 
It was just called World War Two. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just it was just uh, the the graphics and everything. I think um, the the graphics were really good. I didn't really like the fact that that I couldn't. You only played as Americans. And I was a bit like, I kind of like playing as other people and having Eric, other perspectives. There was only Americans in World War Two. Oh, was there? Don't My you bad. know they won the war? <laughs> oh right. Um, no, but I really like that 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 story gets very very personal rather than most of the time for a Call of Duty game. It's just oh we gotta stop the bad guys because they're bad guys doing bad guy things. That's kind of it. Like this becomes a really personal kind of a wall story, which is quite nice. The first Call of Duty actually is class. I remember I got that with the classic Call... one. Yeah, yeah, that, that was cool because they had Captain Price in it who had the exact same mustache. As Captain Price from yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Was, cool callback. There's there a lot of like cool shit. Do you there. like the uh, wedge of fucking Call of Duty? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Sid. Oh, I, I I was like wedge. That's a formation. What's he talking about? I didn't realize you meant <laughs> things of wedge. Like, wedge. That's a type of potato. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's he talking about? Potatoes. Irish. Irish. Like, I mean, there's a few... Go- I mean, Adam named most of the good ones. Like, Doom and Serious Sam and really fun. Yeah, but, hey. like, your, your honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't just naming the the world's best yeah, first-persons or anything. They're fact, just some of, of people, some of my favorite ones. A lot of people would probably say there's loads missing. Probably. What is missing? Uh, I don't know. It's whatever your favorite I... games would be. I don't... How okay. did you narrow down to your favorite? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just the first one that popped in my head, and then I went, "Oh, there's a sequel to that." So I'm still having to kind of work I got between. You. I got so you one of them is an honorable mention. <laughs> well, one of them is an honorable mention. I haven't decided which was my favorite yet. It all okay. depends on what you say, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, <laughs> yeah, we'll see, man. Okay, so this could just go that way for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I think it's going. I I think it's yeah. going. Anyway, so for me, um, uh, first of all, in terms of the question. I regard a first-person shooter as, yes, primarily a shooter game in first-person and not so. Obviously, there's lots of first-person games. Like, for example, I would not in any way regard uh, Resident Evil 7 as a first-person shooter, even though they're shooting mechanics and it's a first-person game that is a first-person survival horror game, you know? Um, So I just thought about that at first because I was like, okay, well, if you were including first-person games, it's a different thing, right? You're including the likes of PT and anything that's and, in first person. And Firewatch. That's actually a great game. As yeah, a first but game. that's a totally different... So, you know, first person games, perspective games, that's a whole different thing. This is purely first person shooters. Uh, at least um, that's what I think it is. So there was kind of... There was really... I, I knew what my favorite one was, really. And then there was two others that I felt that I, I ought to consider. Um, so I would re- regard them as honorable mentions. One of them is Doom. Because it's just, it, it, it kind of encapsulates everything that I feel like, um, uh, you know, if you, if you say first person shooter, it's it's nuts like, it's just fucking crazy. And it's I think as well, it's almost poster child for that. It really yeah. is. And I, th- yeah. I think as well, it, if you're in any way a fan of metal as a genre of music, it's hard not to see the appeal of Doom. Not even just for the <laughs> soundtrack, just everything about it is so metal. <laughs> You know, the scenery, the enemies, the energy. It's like playing a fucking mosh pit. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's pure insanity. It's crazy. Um, and I think as well, if someone ha- like doesn't get the appeal of like, if you've ever watched a, a clip of, say, a mosh pit and you're like, 
I don't get it. How could people enjoy that? Because I've heard that comment many, many a time. Play Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and you will understand. It's that kind of adrenaline, you know? It's just, it's nuts. Like, um, The other one then, which came a bit closer for me personally, is Modern Warfare 2. Um, I love that game. I I do recognize that it's silly. And it is silly. It's it's a bit it's ludicrous, like the Russia going in and invading suburban areas of America. It's so command and conquer. It's it's nuts. Like you know, it's like it, it really probably wouldn't go that way. <laughs> it, you wouldn't be running around, you know, burger places shooting the Russians off yeah. off the roof. Like, like how does he even get close enough? Like it, yeah, like it, it, this would be totally missiles at each other if the two yeah. nations were at war. It wouldn't be infantry on land, but it's more cinematic and it's more fun this way. So, you know, it would it be fun to just shoot missiles at each other? No, that's a battleships game. That's not a, so putting that, the silliness aside, like the Hans Zimmer score in it is incredible. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. General Shepard, I've talked about it before. He's a villain that really got me. And I was like, I'm going to kill you. He's and it's, dick. it's fantastic when you do. I think the airport sequence was uh, at its time bold. You know, uh, bolder things have been done now in gaming, I think, but at the time it was really bold and so much so that they they had to put in a you can skip this if you want to because we know where it's a bit. It was like I don't know. It was a time when Call of Duty was controversial. You know what I mean? It was. I remember like I I played that bit recently, ish. Like when it was got remastered or something. That's right. Yeah. 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 So I did play that bit, and then I was like, you know what? Thank God to all these couples and families that are all going on holidays in this airport who don't have children. Can you imagine how much worse it would have been if they actually <laughs> had, like, children as well? In the... Yeah, because no, it's pretty yeah. horrific. I, I, well, I, I, and I think that is, um, like, I suppose in, in storyline, you would imagine there probably are kids at that airport. And no one's old either. But in gameplay... <laughs> It's just, it's already rough enough. I, I think that's probably a, a developer decision not to have you mow down yep. kids. Like, it's, it's you know, you're already... It's, it's, a, good, it's, it's a good Hold scene on, honorable good... mention. Bioshock games. Hold on, whoa, whoa, I'm still on Modern Warfare. I'm sorry, I just, I just, I just... You had your go. I, I'm you sorry, I just your... mentioned the children thing here. That I remember the little, the, the daughter thingies in Bioshock. I'm sorry, all right, all right. We can go to Bioshock in a minute, all right? You're fucking dead, you guys. I'm in the middle of a really awesome scene here. <laughs> but uh, I think in particular, the um, the fact that, like, that moment is one of the first times I've played a first-person shooter where the thing you're shooting isn't shooting back. And that's the uncomfortable part about it. You're just mowing down innocent people. And it's like, this is really messed up. And then as well, the plot part of that which is you're actually an undercover cia agent so it's like yeah that's the most how far are you willing to go you you kind of have a feeling that like you know although this is fictional Mm. in reality you know stuff like this likely happens not to the same extent like not to the same cinematic fucking michael bay aesthetic but you know innocent people do die in service of a mission and it puts you in that perspective and it's nice when games can kind of enter this kind of philosophical area without it like kind of without it actually in your face so here's a question what do you think 
you yeah. know it's like all of a sudden it's like you as the player kind of stop for a moment and some people won't some people will just like go yeah whatever like it's just a game and they just mow through it and that's fine and it's nice that like you know different people would have different reactions to that scene and some people miss it entirely <laughs> but I, I i think i remember as well that game had a like me and my friends we were all playing it you know like there was everyone was playing it at the time you know yeah, so yeah. it had a it had a big impact i think and even i remember we were going to um we all went to edinburgh for sort of like a, a lad's holiday and uh we actually all drove um danny's dad drove us all up and he had a camper van which was great because we were all able to like sit at a table and play cards on the way up and everything and like it was like this is way better than getting like the dublin bus or whatever you know mm-hmm. and um when we got there <laughs> there was uh, one of our friends kavanagh he, he tends to be very quiet uh, a lot of the time and he hadn't said much on the journey up but as soon as we got there and the back doors open. He just turns up. Remember, no Russian. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it's a very all, yeah. It is a quotable moment. It's a quotable you? moment, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it took, I'm not gonna lie. It took me a few moments to actually understand why the villain says that. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's cleverly put together. Um, yeah. and it's just yeah, it's a cinematic game. I, t- I I had a great time playing it. So it's it's def- it was close. But the other one uh, wins out for me. Eric, do you want to talk a bit about Bioshock before we get to the favorite? Oh, this is an honorable mention because it's. That's uh... it. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I really wasn't one to interrupt. I was just saying that those games are very good games. Any one in particular? I'm not going to say the first one. Yeah, the first one's excellent. Mm-hmm. And then I would. Try, uh, I, 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 I do Bioshock Infinite, Infinite to the second one. And then one. the second one. Because the second one is just yeah. very. Let's do the first one, but Again. now you're a big daddy. Oh, look, it's a bit like this is a sequel, and we're not really going any forward. I'd agree, like, yeah. Like the whole, like, yeah. wielding concept. But no, the first one, based on its twist, because it's very it's very rare you come across a first-person shooter with a very captivatingly amazing twist. You see, here's the thing, though, and I suppose the reason that didn't get any honorable mentions for me, I don't think I class Bioshock as a first-person shooter. Are you should me. That's all you do. Yeah, I yeah, would. I, don't know. I would. Yeah. But it's like, you know, because there are first person, like there's magic elements in it as well. But yeah, there is a lot of shooting in it. And there's whether lot, you're shooting, yeah. with, shooting with a gun or shooting with magic, yeah. I think it doesn't really matter. Yeah. There are a lot of story moments, but I would still classify as a first person shooter. Yeah. Strangely um, enough, I would nearly put it in the horror, bit, horror survival genre. It's a bit like. It's a bit like Far Cry, really, in terms of, yeah, you yeah. know, um, the it's amount mechanics. of shooting you do yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, like that was, I can't really think of another first-person shooter that would have the level of kind of world building in its level design and just the environment design. Mm. Yeah. It's a, an absolutely breathtaking game. Um, not that like the graphics are any good, but it's it's more to do with the way the, the stylization yeah. and, the, and the lighting and everything for it well i'm always blown away in the presentation of that first moment you see um rapture yeah and like it's yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, that... and same again with colorado actually uh, or columbia 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 yes colorado columbia it's it's done it's just done really really well like the yeah, setup yeah, to the presentation of that yeah. is done really really well yeah i um, would say there's too many shooting moments in Bioshock Infinite, and they should have like 
I would that way to fuck down. And I think maybe that's what it is for me. Maybe it's not a case of that it's not a first-person shooter. Like obviously it's a first-person, and obviously they're shooting in it, right? So it's like it's like well, what, well, what do you expect from a first-person shooter? You know? yeah, yeah. But I think um, you'd rather it wasn't. <laughs> I think I would rather it wasn't. Yeah. I think everything I, I, I like about those games is not the shooting. Yeah, know? it's not a very it's not a very good first-person shooter. Uh, exactly, which is why for me it's not. Yeah, I don't class it as a very good. Narrative-driven experience. I I I think of it more as horror survival. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is why they fall personally, but the, I can see why anyone shooting at them. Oh, it does. Yeah, I know. I, I think you could say either or. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's like, is it clear what it actually is? Like, either what way, do they call it? an action adventure. For, for me, they, they would be. Theater? For me, Bioshock One and Bioshock Infinite would be would be honorable mentions as they would be classified as a first-person shooter, and I thought they were really good. But fuck me. Don't fucking do time travel. <laughs> Eric hates time travel. I hate I love, just, I love time travel. I don't mind time travel if it was like, oh, this thing happened in the past, and it was a bad thing, and then it led to all these events, and then it turns out that you went back in time, and you caused that event, and then, and I don't mind that. That's fine. It's when it's like the... Oh, we have this giant engine machine. We gotta move. Oh well, how about I open up this? I love it. To, I love it. To yes. a time when it so was. How did there. they move it at all? That's have... always how they moved. That's great. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I no, love it. Why don't we just skip time to the point where we had moved it? It's like, yeah, but how did you move it? By yeah, skipping time to the point where fantastic. we moved it. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love no, it so that, much. I, that really made me go, what the fucking shit? <laughs> yeah, same as the whole, it's like the Skynet thing, where it's like, oh, we yeah. made the Terminators by them coming back in time to, to give yeah, it. How did uh, they come back in time? Because we made them. But how did you make them? Because they came back in time. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, that it's one, it's I an don't infinite mind. loop. I don't yeah. mind that one. Right. It's the same thing, though, isn't it's it? the same thing. Yeah, it is. Because there is still some level of tracing to it. Oh, so even though there's a loop, it's still a level of okay. Well, well, there's still the process of us going through making it yeah. to then it going back in time, yeah. right? But for Bioshock, for, we're obviously you know what I'm talking about. You're, that fucking gun machine that you have to send to the Vox Populi rebels in Colombia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no point. There's no process of them actually moving it because they could not move it. They so did it though. Was, they moved it through they time. Did. They couldn't, because that's the whole point. We can't. Let's just go forward. Time. Well, why don't we just, why don't we just skip to the point when we've already moved it? But they never moved it. They couldn't move. That was the problem. I it's I genius. It. It's I genius. It. I think it's what, what a what a great way of um writing a solution to a problem as well. Oh yeah. Just uh, go. Well, why don't we just uh, have a fix them all? Uh. Yeah. It's a good way of using the the time travel thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like when time travel is used in a scenario that is not expected. You know, and that that'd be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Another one would be like you know, like the end of Infinity War. You know, that was that was that was a moment where I was like, I completely forgot he had that. Stone. Yeah, same. I was like, you oh know, God, that's, that's genius. <laughs> As well, that's what was five. you know what's lovely about that? Not to right, we we can go off on. I because I I, infi- I fell in love with Infinity War like the first time I watched that, and I still to this day I do think it's the best MCU movie. But um, like what the Russo brothers and the writers on that did such a fantastic job balancing so many things. But they realized they could actually have their cake and eat it too. 
they could have this beautiful send-off sacrifice moment between Scarlet Witch and Vision. Yep. And they could also have Thanos screw everyone over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were it's able great, to... It's great, yeah. ...about really well. <laughs> yeah. And it was fantastic, because I was like, wow, that's, this is like really touching what Vision just did, and then it, it blows up, and it's beautiful music, and it swells, and she has just done the hardest thing she could have ever done. Yeah. I think the moment that sells that for me, because I remember seeing it in cinema... And uh, the moment that sells that for me is like when you don't see that Thanos is like uh, moved at all by that. Like he's not disappointed. He's not angry. He's nothing. I'm like, what's up? And then, <laughs> and then he uses the stone. I'm like, oh my god. I, lo- I love his. I love his. Yeah. Um, just the lines building up to it because it's a myth, the first time he says like, "This is no time to mourn," and you're like. That's kind of nice that he's like, you know, oh, it's okay, and kind of pets her head like she's some sort of dog or something. And then he goes, in fact, this is no time at all. And it's like, oh, no, man. Oh, damn it. And then he says, dude, this fucking, ah, oh, so good. So, yeah, I love when, when time travel is, it's utilized a great, it's, it's a great, well, not utilized correctly, just utilized in a way that we haven't seen yet. Because it can be, um, a, you know, a, a trope a bit and written kind of like the usual kind of back to future kind of yeah, yeah, manner yeah, yeah. but uh my favorites would be the likes of the terminator and stuff like that that's my favorite ways of implementing like a time travel mechanic Long. and and i think it, the bioshock infinite did a really good job with it i think they did as well also we actually did a whole episode on time travel in video games yeah so uh if you're watching youtube really? actually I'll fuck, I'll throw it down in in, in the end as uh, one of the um yep. recommended videos to watch um and then I, I I can't remember which number it was if you're on audio you can scroll back but I, it has time travel in the title you won't miss it <laughs> but uh, just if this particular part of this conversation has interested you maybe it's worth going back yeah. and listening to that because we focus totally on time travel and we talked about Tenet as well was the movie at the time that inspired the. Yeah. Conversation. conversation but back yeah. to the first person shooter what kind of a name is soap anyway um i take it <laughs> our favorite first person shooter is the same because if it's not i'm shocked that this one wasn't your honorable mention <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yes. so, uh, so yeah I'm... modern warfare modern warfare oh i yeah. thought we were about to do a joke there okay yeah yeah yeah. Cod four. Oh, oh yeah. yeah remember we rehearsed the joke that we were going to do remember when we rehearsed this episode before we started recording no, but remember the way that we're all really <laughs> good at improvising jokes. Uh, are we? What? Are we? Yeah. I think some of us are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, uh, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Um, so, we, we, look, at, we'll spend the rest of the episode talking about that. Um, I, I'm just going to say, I absolutely hated first-person shooters when I was younger, yep. and this is the game that changed my mind. Not that I love them. Like, they're not my favorite genre of games. I like, I do like first-person shooter games. I didn't even like first-person perspective games. Anything in first-person, I hate it. Yeah. So I credit this game as opening that door, because now I like it as a perspective, and in some games, I think, oh, it's the right way to do it, actually. And other games, not so much. But I remember, like, when I was younger, my friends were really into the Killzone series. That was huge during the PS2 era. Like, yeah. massive. I never, I could never get into it. I Killzone. couldn't get into it. And I know people really liked that. I know, like, the the, sh- the shape of the futuristic guns or, like, the way they, 
Like yeah. people are obsessed with the way they load it. Everyone is obsessed with like, oh, oh yeah. it loads like at the back or something. That is like, what's so fucking cool about that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the the Hellgas designs. Like people just love these guys. Oh yeah. I know. In fairness, actually, the Hellgas were a really cool design. Pretty cool, but I just I there was I couldn't get into the it's game. Space Nazis. Like, yeah. I just couldn't get into it. And I just couldn't, I was just, I was so obsessed with Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy and Devil May Cry at the time. I was into these really character-driven, story-heavy games that um, when it came to first-person shooters, I just didn't see that. And then I just saw, for me, clunky, awkward controls. Really, I was just really shit at controlling a camera at the same time as uh, moving. I mean, obviously that became the future of games, because that's what. But uh, there was a point where camera was fixed; you didn't use it. You just used directional buttons. You know, it was when I first started off playing, and so it was really just a learning curve that I just hadn't got over, and that I was just like, "What the fuck?" Now I'm in a corner, and everywhere I turn, and it turns out I'm looking up, but I don't know. And everywhere I look is just walls, but it's actually just the ceiling. And I'm like, "This is ridiculous!" And the guys kept killing me, and in, in like, you know versus modes and i was like oh this is stupid this is no fun i don't like it it's just i was shit at it call of duty 4 then like opened up my eyes to like what they can be and then i gave other first person shooters a chance and i realized oh they're actually really good if you just play the fucking game but <laughs> but yeah. that one in particular though did something special for me yeah and it was the cinematic quality along with a believability but I do think as well, like, uh, apart from just, you know, obviously it is a, a much more cinematic game. It's yeah. the equivalent of a Ridley Scott kind of military movie. Mm. Um, whereas I'd say the second one is more of a Michael Bay one. Um, the They really did, like, improve upon the shoot mechanics as well, though. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. they fucking, like, each gun felt unique and different and had a punch to it. And it, um, yeah. the... Aiming the game really makes great. you feel like a soldier. You know? It fucking did make you feel like a soldier. It did. <laughs> it, did. it did. That game was doing that kind of shit long before Rocksteady came along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the multiplayer. My God. Brilliant. The multiplayer was legendary. Yeah. Absolutely legendary. Yeah. It was brilliant. I don't know anyone who didn't dabble in that multiplayer when they had that game. Because the multiplayer didn't necessarily... Like, a lot of multiplayer is like a tacked on experience whereas that was one that had like level progression and you unlock weapons and you get better and you had in each match you could unlock like you know the like the ac 130 as a as an unlockable and stuff like that mm. so you you're always trying to work to it you know you get five kills in a row you can you can get to unlock that and it's like it gave you a goal per match as opposed to just the overall just win the game yeah yeah no i remember really enjoying playing the multiplayer and again like in stark contrast to you know when i was used to play kills on with my friends and just didn't enjoy it at all versus uh, essentially doing the same thing like on a map trying to kill each other but mm -hmm. really enjoying it and really getting into like looking for the the best places on the map to kind of hide out or you used to play a mode where you, you only knife each other yeah, yeah, that was always fun. You know, uh, you, you you're just in a panic the... to like get people in corners. You have to unlock stuff. that perk though. You know the one where you, you drop a grenade when you're well, down. 
Yes, in, yeah, yeah. And if you get caught by that, then you're like, oh, you fucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in, yeah. See, in COD 4's multiplayer, there was no... Prog- if you're doing local multiplayer, there was no progression. They only introduced that in Modern Warfare 2. So therefore, I think yeah. you have to pick the right class or something to get that grenade perk. Oh, yeah, that's but true. That was, yeah. But you, you get that, and then you also do, like... Do you ever do the one where you have the shotguns and you do the ragdoll? So when you shoot each other, you like fly across the map like a like a ragdoll. That was a good one as well. There was always names on those, wasn't there? People had like they would they would name those modes. I I and it just remember. went around. Then I can't remember. But I think as well the game the the moment that sold it for me. Not only did I think the characters were actually really good, like I really like and the dialogue was good between like Price and Gaz and you know. They were very believable and awesome characters. But, like, so you start off doing a little training mission. And I'm not sold yet. I don't know why everyone's obsessed with this game. One of your first missions, though, like, and, and onboarding is very important for me in terms of whether I'll stick with a game or not. That ship mission, mm. the tanker. Yeah, it's awesome. like awesome. It's, it's like, um, like, I, I really liked SOCOM on the PS2. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. But it was like it was like that mixed with like the tanker mission of MGS2 as well. Like you know, it, it just the level of coordination, and you you genuinely felt like you were working with a team. Like uh, it it just shows to show how like well written the non playable characters were. Yeah. Yeah. And you 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 could literally go anywhere. Like you didn't have to follow them and follow their order really. No. Um, but you couldn't help but do it because it just makes such a great moment. You know, when they're there, waiting to well breach the, the door. The silencer on the on the gun as yeah. well, and like, yeah. you know, killing the guys who are stumbling along on the on the ship. You know, before you get into the heat of it, like that was so cool. It was like literally going into do like a step mission. We're gonna get what we need to get and get out of here as quick as we can. Mm-hmm. And then the ship starts sinking, and you're running away from the water. And like, like all of that was just so fucking cool. And then you have that sequence where you play through the eyes of a president gets killed on live yeah. television and you're just uh. like whoa what the fuck and you all all you can do is look around at at, at, at sets up your villain then so you've set with up the, your heroes. With the credits yeah around. yeah that that's the thing that's what wrote me in it was like that cinematic quality of like they've set up your heroes now let's set up the villains and see what you're up against you know and of course later on you have the infamous nuke sequence yeah yeah the right. kind of black hawk down moment hell i am talking about this obviously in a way that i'm hoping the listener has played this game um we're talking first person shooters and i feel like if you've missed out on this one <laughs> like see, you need like, to where go have you play. been yeah because see when play. i was when i was growing up obviously for me it was like oh college of four is the best one based on yeah it's cinematic presentation it, it graphically massively improved how to play a first person game the whole aiming down the iron sights because yeah. not a lot of first person games even did that and stuff Sprinting. sprinting character interactions and all that and obviously yeah the opening credits and stuff but i feel like a lot of people of my generation just didn't play that one so for really? them yeah for them world of war was the best one i was like no what are you talking about world, world war's not the world, world of war, war was good but i felt like you see going back to play modern warfare um I, I do think like you know it, it kind of holds up but it, it is stuck in a time period where there was like this usual kind of um the the checkpoints the way checkpoints worked 
Uh, mm. they, they normally were like, it, it's not that you kill everyone that's there and move on. You have to push forward to the next bit. Otherwise, people keep spawning, right? Mm, that was right. one thing I never really liked about Modern Warfare because you can't actually play it like a milsim game, although it's trying to be that way, which is probably why the series went a little bit more uh, action movie based, like with the, the sequels and stuff. But I, I would always want to play it a little bit more military simulation. But you can't really do that because it's like, you know, how many people are here that we're fighting? Like, this is a ridiculous number of, of people. Mm. I feel like World at War takes that to, like, the absolute extreme. There's, like, a, a, just, you know, when you're playing, like, uh, Drake's Fortune and you're, like, uh, shooting all... It's like, how many feckin' pirates do they have? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's a complaint I would World have. World War yeah. is like that, where it's like, this is ridiculous. Like, they just keep coming. If I just stay here, there's going to be thousands of these guys just constantly coming until yeah. I move up there and then, then they stop coming. Um, And there's a lot more of that. Like, again, kind of going back to, like, with the Bioshock thing, first-person shooters are great, but there's only so much shooting before it becomes boring. Yeah, you know yeah. there are like you kind of need to change the dress settings a bit and the or the set dressings a bit and change the the like you know the mechanics up a little bit and I think Modern Warfare, the first one, did a good job with that because I think the USMC sequences got pretty boring. You know, a lot of them were. Yeah, I definitely boring. preferred the SAS sequences. But there mm. wasn't that many of them, so that was fine. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the yeah. Americans are only in the first act anyway. So when yeah. they get nuked, World at War, I think, gone. kind of has moments that overstay their welcome a little bit. Although, great game. Like, some of the best moments in World at War are the Russian side of things. Yeah. yeah. No, but was, like, the, like, it was a, lot... a nice change to see, you know, being a Russian yeah. in the war. Yep. They... But they, to, like, their, the thing was that, like, they loved World at War because, first of all, it was World War II. I think they. <laughs> I think the second thing was they never played COD Four at all, so they couldn't actually comment, even though they weren't going to admit that they never played it. They just were like, "No, no, no, World War is better." And then, yeah, Nazi zombies, which became so fucking stale so quickly. It's yeah. just why I, none I of those never, ones... never really mm. got into the whole Nazi zombie thing. I think it's a it is a pretty cool mode. It's a pretty it's cool, cool addition. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, that's all it but, should be. But when it became the selling point of games after a while, and it seemed like there was nearly more focus on making new zombie maps rather than actually making a, a good a solid good game, good game, game yeah. that's when I was like, I I I couldn't give a I couldn't care less where yeah. this where the series is going. Like I couldn't. that was the battle royale of the day. That was that was yeah. that generation's Fortnite. Yeah, hmm. yeah it really was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, they, they, like, they just... like a lot of people loved it. Uh, I think there was a probably the online multiplayer aspect of, you know, and it didn't matter that it was. It didn't have to be a Call of Duty game. You see, that's the thing about the zombie mode. It just was the fun thing of, I suppose, was, let's be in a shack together, boarded up, and see how many waves we survive. Yep. You know, so that's its own thing. But for me, it just didn't really belong in a Call of Duty game. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it became yeah. weird that it def it started to define Call of Duty games after that. That yeah, was the I, weird. Yeah, thing. I think I think it it was grand for for World of War. You know, like that kind yeah, of Nazi mythos, zombies. Cool. The, yeah, the mythos yeah. around the Nazis wanting to have an army of the dead and stuff like that, and having that World War Two creepy. But that was. 
but it did overstay its welcome, especially with the whole like, oh, now you got to turn on the power. Now go to the pack a punch. And now that's pretty much it. Now let's see. How and it's just like every single one of them was that. And they all it did like, prolong the like kind of playability of that game uh, quite a lot. Because I do know that I do know people who couldn't wait for the next multiplayer map pack. Oh, yeah. See yeah. which Nazi map was there and it did add new features every time you know and that's kind of like a commonplace thing now that you experience um where i started to get sick of the nazi zombies thing is well, it's not nazi zombies anymore it's just zombies mode is it like it's still here to this day pretty much you yeah, know, yeah. And the, like some of the latest call of duty still have it and it's like yeah oh, here yeah I, <laughs> like, I thought it was cool in that game yeah yeah <laughs> it's i didn't it's mind it so much in carried the, over in uh black ops yeah no because i wasn't I, I, that was because i i know i was always interested in playing nazi zombies with more uh modern weaponry right but after that it's like you know not much has changed it's, yeah. it's kind of the same shit yeah but like yeah because it did define it i remember like i'm sure for you guys as well whenever a new call of duty would come out we obviously were in school You'd have like half the class out because they they took the day off just so they could play Call of Duty online or something. You know, I didn't experience that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> I yeah. didn't experience that either because, um, like you know, that anyone, was okay. Well, that was my generation. Anyone that had uh like COD Four, for example, um, they played it like a year or two before I ever got a chance because it was out on to on the three sixty. Oh yeah, yeah. PS3 version then was a it was a port, and uh, it came out much later, obviously, a whole yeah. year and a bit later. So I was, I was very late to the game when playing uh, Call of Duty. I no, think uh, thought, like when they were in Black Ops, oh the future ones, Black yeah, yeah. Too, like when all those ones came out, like is like you have a few people missing and teachers like, oh where are they? And that's like I think I could have been college at that point though. So I right. I, t- I think whenever half my class were out, it was never for video games. I have to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that were... I don't know. There definitely was people missing when GTA 4 came out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When GTA 4 came out, there was definitely people missing. For about a year. Uh, I do remember <laughs> like people skipping just to go down and, and pick it up. Yeah. But I, I Call of Duty, like, it was always. I never got the experience with Modern Warfare, but which World at War, Modern Warfare 2, and Black Ops. There was always a big uh, like deal when those games were coming out. Yeah. And there was midnight launches. You would have yeah. people queuing up. There would be guys, like our local GameStop would hire guys to um, sh- uh, kind of be there, like in airsoft guns and material or, or military like equipment and all that kind of stuff and really go all out in launching this game. And it was really, really great. Um and we never got that after that. Well, I always yeah. thought Black that, um, like, that. I, I, I think it, they, all of its features did overstay its welcome, and it kind of just I think so. died out. Like, because a lot of them are not really getting, they're getting, like, they're selling out. Like, most people are buying them for the multiplayer. Well, I don't know what's about the, fe- well, yeah, maybe it's just that interest swayed to other games where the on, like, the, the physical store wasn't the area to, to you know, you can't yeah, go in and buy Fortnite, can you? No, that's true. Not oh. really. Yep. So um I always thought that um even though I, I think Modern Warfare 
one is the better game. I, I prefer it personally. It's my favorite first-person shooter. Some of that is nostalgia. It is because of that it, it opened my kind of eyes up to what a first-person shooter could be. But I do think Modern Warfare 2 was like the best time to be a Call of Duty fan. Like that era of, of Call of Duty was like the height of the excitement, I think. You know, for me yeah. personally. Um, yeah, well, I, I would say the, the the four of them, like... Oh, the first have... three Modern Warfare's and... Uh, no, no, Black not, not fucking... Not, not Modern Warfare 3, definitely Modern not. Warfare 3 was the downfall, wasn't not, it? Not uh, Modern Warfare 3. No, uh, Modern Warfare, World at War, Modern Warfare 2, and Black Ops. Yeah, Those fair four. enough. Yeah, Those four because games. the way World at War ties into Black Ops is, is neat. That's really yeah. good. I really and, enjoyed Black and Ops. Black Ops is good. Black Ops is a really Black, good. Game. Give Black Ops an honorable mention. Shut <laughs> up there. I like Black Ops. I really yeah, enjoyed it. I thought it was a good story. Yeah, yeah but, but I liked even the start with the weird numbers on the screens and the interrogation thing. It was yeah. like it was cool. It was weird and 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 I, I like it. Sci-fi. I, like, it was very thematic for the era that it's based in. Yeah. Like, obviously, at that time, there would have been a lot of, you know under like Ill- illegal kind of experimentation on people doing psychological warfare and that kind of stuff so it was, you know? it was good it was good and i like yeah. the way he, he imagined this fucking guy from world war Two with him the whole time yeah he had a he, he had a beautiful mind going on you know yeah, yeah seen was, that movie, watch that it's it, yeah it's basically that it's well worth uh, it's well worth playing actually. I, I like I like the for the menu though not only are you able to look around and stuff but you can get out of the chair and go play Zork if you're a big yeah. fan of Zork. yeah you could i got uh, we, we when we figured that out like uh and that was the great thing about it like no one no one really knew that no they never said that they never showed off which is so then you, like when you're playing that on the computer you're kind of like what the hell is this and you try a few things and next minute you're playing this text-based rpg and i remember like being at, my, at brian's actually um this is weird actually because I, I i was just chatting to another friend talking about he he was um he's off for a week and he wanted a, a loan of a dual shock so i gave him one because he's going to play co-op call of duty well, on, on, his, uh, on his week off and we were talking that we were reminiscing about being at brian's like till fucking four in the morning playing what it would have been nazi zombies and spec ops from uh hmm. from modern warfare 2 but i remember uh, specifically that it's like being in the chair and getting out of the chair and, and trying to get far like we were so determined to beat this Zork game, <laughs> um, and we're trying to figure out what are the commands and what could we what could we do. Uh, but there, you could unlock a, a zombie mode through that as well, wasn't it? Uh, well, yes, Dead Ops Arcade, where it was a top-down shooter. I loved that one. Not, yeah, not a lot of people like that. I preferred that to the other ones. Because I've actually... never played that. I've never played that. Uh, you can do four. Why players. isn't that one? Like just no one liked it. That it, it wasn't well received. Black Ops wasn't. Really? I really like oh, Black Ops. Black Ops? No, Black Ops. Yeah, like why Wait. isn't Black Ops uh, uh remastered? Like where is World at one. War? Do that and one. Black next. Ops. Do that I, one. Next. I don't I don't I don't know. For me for me it goes Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops. That's that's it. That's I I yeah, and then I'm done with Call of Duty. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I remember playing Black Ops and, you know, when you're, like, in the trench and you see, and Victor Reznov is in the trench with you and he's, like, yeah. I remember playing it kind of going to myself, he's not here, is he? He's, he's not. You see, not I didn't here. see that at all. because I, I, I think it's because I normally 
would be quite good at picking up on twists or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, just based on the kind of stuff I watch and the stuff I'm interested in. And you, I don't get disappointed if I find it early. Usually it's like, a, oh, now I hope it's that. And then if it is that, I go, yes! Because mm-hmm. uh, it makes it more interesting. But I think it's because like it's a Call of Duty game. I wasn't expecting anything in any way yeah, yeah, yeah. twisty that way. So in that sense, I was just along for the ride. And I just sort of was like, yeah, cool, shooty, shooty. Yeah, he's my friend from the gulag, whatever. So when the twist came, I was utterly blown away by that. Even though it's not the most mind-bending twist ever, it's because of the genre it's set in. Hmm. Yeah, That's I would have what... loved to see more of them exploring. Because it's, it's almost like uh, the way Star Wars is done at the moment. Where right. you're like, okay, so the first tree, it's a... It's a kind of a typical fantasy fairy tale set in space. And then the Mandalorian is like a Western. And then like the prequel trilogy is like this fucking diplomatic warfare kind of movie. And, yeah, it's called um, War pretty much. Like the, the, the Call of Duty kind of did that a little bit with Modern Warfare being more of a Ridley Scott action movie. Kind of like Black Hawk Down, like um, what's it called? The, uh, what's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio got called? Oh, uh, um, the aviator? No, 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 aviator. no, 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 no. Down in um, body of lies. Body of lies. Oh, body of lies. Yeah. It's got that kind of feel to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Marvel Two is definitely more along the lines of like a Michael Bay Michael kind Bay, of bad boys sort of yeah, yeah. Transformers thing. And uh, <laughs> and then you're you're right. Black Ops is a, a beautiful mind. Yeah. Um, that would have been really cool to see each game look at the era it's in mm-hmm. and base it on like a, a particular a type, director a, or a particular yeah film. A director or, or, or film style that isn't normally applied to first person but instead like they just lost it then after that yeah, yeah. got weird well, especially all advanced warfare shit and all that and all these future war shit and you're just like what what are you doing, man? Yeah, because I I would agree. Like like I was really interested in playing the World War Two one, and I I got a little bit into it, but it it should have gone back to being that style of of game, and yep. instead it was trying Looking to do... saving Private Ryan or something like that. Yeah, instead it was trying to do a much more modern. Like I I just don't think. I haven't seen a modern film based in World War Two that works for me. Like Dunkirk doesn't work for me. Um, anything like a what's it called the fucking uh, what's the one Pearl Harbor definitely doesn't work for me. <laughs> you know. Um, right. Whereas like nineteen eleven, okay, there is something that they could have, or nineteen seventeen. Sorry. Oh, nineteen seventeen was so like there is there is a take they could have kind yeah, of yeah. done. Um, yeah. I think that's what makes the Call of Duty games the good ones, um, like really special. And so, uh, yeah, I think when people think about what they really love about them, they're kind of looking on a very, like, on a single level. It's like, oh, I love that mode or whatever. But I they probably just don't realize there's there's probably a lot more in there, mm-hmm. artistically that you yeah. don't realize that makes that game special. Well, what what. I am curious as to why Modern Warfare, the first one, would be your favorite game. Two years. I've kind of said why it was mine, but I, I never really heard. Like, is yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But I never actually heard why, why it was. You kind of said, like, your man, oh, let me 
And here's how the podcast host, uh, or I could go Howard Stern on it. So, so you fucking tell me what you fucking did. <laughs> and then as you try to tell me, I go, so you, you're fucking, you're in your house and you fucking see this guy, right? He's a fucking asshole. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, I, I will. If you, you let, let me. me speak. <laughs> but that's, that's just, that's just American, American yeah. hosts are all just like that. Yeah. Like if you get all, well, can't say all of them. <laughs> okay. I, I, a lot of, a lot of them are but like, if you get like Jimmy, Fallon, all Howard Stearns are like that, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, no but one of them. If you get Jimmy, if you get Jimmy Fallon, like you know, what I mean, it's just like, oh, hello, ha ha ha, yeah, yeah, ha ha. It's like, all right, Jimmy, calm down. Or you get Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> fucking talks over everybody. It's like they, they, a lot of American presenters are quite. I would say just a lot of. They're very vocal. Yeah. Do they love to talk? Don't a, lot, they? a lot of British ones do too, you know. No. Yeah, not Graham Norton. Graham Norton's class. Graham Norton's very. British. Yeah, he's not. He's not British. Yeah, he's not. Uh, you can fame him all you want, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's over in England. That foreign piece of land that doesn't belong. Uh, not, with any, not with anybody. Uh, anyway, okay. back to the question. Let's not talk about politics. But moving on, <laughs> let's talk about video game politics. Yeah. yeah. I uh, would say that similar to what you were saying, Chris, is that um, I... Like I played some first-person shooter games, but um, there just wasn't really a compelling reason to keep playing them, and and like play play through and see through the end, because even the mundane tasks or what felt like mundane tasks in Modern Warfare, a lot of them kind of ended with really cool moments. Like standout missions for me would be the uh, the bit where you're meeting up with the Russians. You're trying yeah. to get Nikola, Nikolai, is that Nikolai, yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing just the usual, oh, yeah, like, snipe from the hill and, you know, use your grenades on these guys and let's go shoot over here and shoot them guys. But then you end it with everyone cutting the power, putting on your night vision, and there's, like, that moment of being kind of in control like being ridiculously powerful nearly yeah 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 and then there's like more kind of shooting 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 silly stuff and you're now in an ac-130 you're given that moment of ridiculous control and being stupidly powerful and and, and i think the the fact that it continuously does that and and then removes it <laughs> at a moment like you know the nuke going off for example yeah, and you have to try and crawl through that, mm. um, and it's it just like it elevates things on a cinematic level, but also brings it back down to reality. Uh, yeah, that's what's really good about it. And actually, it raises an interesting point with all those little like they pace it incredibly well because you're right. Yeah. If you're just shooting all the time, that can get old fast. But by putting in those moments throughout like a moment of just crawling or a moment of now you've got the goggles on and you're, you're silently shooting people or, you know, whatever it is, if it paces the game. So the next time you get a shootout, it doesn't feel old. It's just like, yeah, it's been a while since I've done this. So uh, let me do this now. And then, you know, and I think a lot as well of like when I think if anyone hasn't played that game and they decided to go back and play it now, based on what we're saying, they probably wouldn't get much out of it. They probably think, 
what are these guys on about like it's this is actually really dull but that's only because so many games that you're used to now owe so much to modern warfare yeah like absolutely so much. it paved like, the way after that like even the way e3 was presented was based around now everything has to be like the cinematic trailer with fucking big big dropping bases well like do you, yeah do you, like do you remember uh the modern warfare 2 reveal when yeah, on the, you were on the snow. snowy mountain and you look up yeah. and you realize the guy which is soap and he has become price to you and you're just like this is the best thing ever yes yeah, that yeah, was totally yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, why is Modern Warfare your favorite first-person shooter? Before we right. finish up this, I'm episode. not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, right? So, as, yeah, as opposed to all the other episodes, Chris, this time I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, okay, good, glad, <laughs> glad to hear it. Uh, so at first, when I was a much younger chap, it probably was because you all, to- you both told me it was amazing. So I was like, oh, oh it's amazing, cool. Eric. It's amazing because I don't know if I actually played any other first-person shooters. Before right. that, I actually right, that was okay. the first one I ever did because I can't I can't remember one because I just remember you telling me Chris, oh first person shooter games are shit. You get stuck on things. I was like, yeah, first person shooter games are shit. I never played <laughs> Call of Duty, and he's like, oh this is so awesome. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I don't know why I pulled my hair at that time too, but yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so it's only when I looking back at it when I replayed it when it was remastered, where it wasn't even remastered, it was remade. Fucking graphically amazing. And having a greater knowledge of today's world makes it so much better because it's so believable. It's not trying to be over the top. It's not trying to be something that it isn't. It's just looking at today's world, or at least today's world at that time, and going, that's that's what it is. We'll just do that. So right. no, no Russian invade, no secret brainwashing to create the JFK assassination or any of that sort of stuff. Like, no exoskeleton suits and no nazi zombies and no nothing they weren't going to space to fight john snow all right they just they weren't doing any of that they were just going okay there's a war in the middle east we're going to do that and sometimes military leaders do a coup so let's introduce that and then you have not even just the russians you have a terrorist who just have terrorist arms dealer who happens to be russian and has his own army as most terrorists do you will get there. Remembered. I just yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we'll I get was, there. Sorry. <laughs> Lead up to it. Lead up to it. The be- it's going to be the best part of the game anyway. But yeah, go on. Yeah. So that sort of stuff, and then even when a nuke goes off, it's a big deal. Yeah. Showing you it, you're dying from the radiation. You hear even you hear the echoes of children playing in the playground, like because yeah. children play there and all that sort of stuff. Like, so it's that sort of grounding it that makes everything seem bigger and better because they're not trying to be something huge they're just showing you the world for what it is or at least the world of, of warfare what it is and everything and like yeah again all and then but then take things from ridley scott and being a little bit more cinematic having the the tanker like the sas missions are obviously very much yeah, more or cinematic. even like that that slow motion handing you the gun at the end yeah it's very, you know, it's, it's a very like yeah. Mission Impossible like kind of ending, but yeah. it's not trying to be ridiculous. It's just no, like, yeah. oh, this is yeah. this is from this is satisfying. Movie. I've this earned this. Movie. Yeah, yeah. When you're going like when you're escaping on the jeep and you're shooting, reminds you. What's of great about that as well though, you're solid when you're on the jeep, like it it lends itself so well to gameplay. Mm. Yeah. Because 
you know, it's not just that, oh, it's a slow-mo for, like, fucking cinematic reasons. It's slow motion to let you as the player know, okay, in the next couple of seconds, we need you to pick up this gun, point it at that dude, and let it rip, okay? And here, this that's your timer, basically, is it slowly getting to you. And you as the player then acknowledge your task without yep. anyone telling you what the objective is. Yeah. You've just, the whole point is building up to that moment. And here you are, there's the countdown, pick it up. And it gives you that moment of like, you know, being able to aim correctly. So using slow motion as a game mechanic, as almost a tutorial, or at least telling you what the objective is, is just genius. Yeah, and make it instinctive. And it's like, you've yeah. not only in just in doing that instructed what you want to happen, but you've given it a cinematic quality. You've given the final, like the villain of the game, a really good send off. Yeah. And you've kind of finalized this character's story, which is essentially in the beginning of the game, he was sort of mocked about his name and like even like about the shooting. It's like, oh, I'm sure you could do better than that, you know, in the shooting range. And yeah. you can imagine that he was treated as the rookie the whole way through. And in the end, he's entrusted with finishing the mission and he does, you know, it's like, that's so good. It's so yeah. good. But the best part of the game <laughs> has to be the Chernobyl sequence. Flashback, yeah. Has Fucking to be. Hell. And that's what another moment. moment where they break up the pacing. Now you're going to do ghillie suit, stealth, uh, infiltration of Chernobyl. You know, seeing the results of what nuclear warfare does, because essentially this game is about um, you know, in in the end, it does have a big ludicrous James Bond plot of launching mm. nukes, and you do have to stop that. Which I have nothing against. I'm cool with that. I'm a big fan of James Bond, and it is better when you feel like there's stakes at the end of a story. I feel yep. you know that yeah. there is something. I mean, to stop. yeah, it's it's still taken. It's it's still taken bullet points from films. Yeah, but at least yeah. at least they don't go. Oh yeah, and then the nukes actually hit and blah blah blah, and now you have to. Yeah, walked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're magically walking through like a nuclear wasteland and you're fine or something like your rad meter is going up and you got to get some rad away and now you're fine all of a sudden like they're not taking <laughs> into account any of that bullcrap like no. if, a, if a new even if one nuke hits that's it that's like a mission failure essentially to your yeah. commanders yeah. like so yeah. Yeah. But yeah, doing that Chernobyl mission it's not only important for yeah what's to come like this this is what the world look like if you fail and it, it's something that has happened. But also using that as a story to not only like Price has been such Price has been your favorite character this whole game, and now you're not you're getting a Price flashback of when he was Soap and he had his own Price, which is Captain Macmillan, and also <laughs> like that whole thing of like him taking on, uh, or or he's the one that took off Zakayev's arm, you know. Again, making him like a James Bond villain, he's got a memorable feature. But this yeah. whole thing of like they have a rivalry that goes back years. That's the cinematic quality that the game has, you know. It's like, I love when, you know when he hears the name on the phone and he shoots um, his son, I think, isn't it? No, he shoots, he shoots Al-Assad. He shoots, shoots the, the, the military coup. Who leader. you believe is the actual villain. And then, and then <laughs> who was it, sir? Zakayev. Imran Zakayev. And then you just get the flashback. Ah, oh, it's so yeah. fucking good. It's so I, good. It's like, it, that creates such a great moment of tension as well. Yeah. Because you have to follow your man's instructions. Again, it's like, gives you that opportunity to be a kind of a badass sniper in a ghillie suit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, if you don't follow his instructions, things can kind of go arse ways. 
but the bit where you have to like crawl under like tanks and stuff uh, tanks and then there's an entire infantry walking and you have to hide in the grass and not move at all as they walk past you like it really elevates your fucking (laughs) although it's all scripted yeah yeah but it's done so so well I got caught at that bit so many times. Like at one point, I was you lying can't there, get caught, yeah. and then oh, a tank can, yeah. just drove drove over me, and I died. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I, I was even sat, I was even lying there, and I was like, and there was a guy like walking right by me, and I was like, ooh, this is so tense and cinematic. But then he must have clipped my foot or something. Like, hey, who's there? And then they shot me in the back, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but I actually think that mission kind of highlights more. So even though that one is set kind of in the past, like a set a few years before. That one really highlights more so what modern warfare is, which is... Just working in the shadows and no one really knows what you're doing. Yeah, it's no longer people like all running at each other as an army. It is yeah. from the shadows. It's from the shadows now, you know, it's, I know. And that's a line from like the more recent James Bond movies as well, you know. But, yeah, yeah. But that that's is why what I, it's. That's why I always felt like, because like, I think the story and stakes are cooler in Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, right. Yeah. But... But his city, yeah. The set pieces and, like, the fucking Olympus has fallen kind of fucking storyline and setting is just absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) And it's like, in a modern war, modern warfare wouldn't be this. This is not what a modern warfare would be. No, of course Um, not. No, I I agree. Like I said earlier, it's silly as fuck, but it's a very enjoyable game. You know that way? Like... Mm. But you're right. It's not modern warfare at all. It's absolutely taken the pits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just, I I think we're just kind of coming up to time there now. Um, but I actually surprised. I didn't know Call of Duty Four was going to be. Uh, I kind of thought it would be Adams. I didn't know it was going to be yours, Eric's. But um, well, it was that that or Modern for Two. Modern for Two based on on yeah. Shepard, and and then you take out the knife, and you know. Yeah, it's, it's a cool it's, moment. It's a honest, cool moment. And, honest, sa- and then saving price. Saving yeah. price from the gulag. And it's like, oh, he's back. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that was so good. And yeah, they're just calling prisoner something or other, aren't they? And you don't know who yeah. it is. And when you get there, you're like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, he's dead the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone should just go, like, they're both remastered. Go play them both. They're fantastic. If you haven't played them, play them both. They're really, yeah, like, if you're yeah. into first-person shooters, they are you have them to thank for the ones you're playing today if you really like the ones you're playing today. I'm also very curious. I kind of was impressed. I said it before. I was impressed by the presentation beforehand of Black Ops Cold War. I don't. I genuinely don't know what it's like. So if somebody has played it, please get in touch to let me know if it's good and should I get it. That's what I'd love. So if you're watching us on YouTube, jump down into the comments. Let us know if we should try out Black Ops Cold War. And also, if you've played the Modern Warfare games, what do you think of them? What's your favorite first-person shooter? Also, if you've enjoyed this, maybe give it a thumbs up and hit subscribe and share it with your friends. We'd really, really appreciate that. And we'd appreciate the support. For this is an audio platforms, get in touch on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Brothers Take. Again, let us know. Should we try? If there's any first-person shooters we should try, let us know. And whichever one is your personal favorite, let us know what it is and why that's your favorite. And, and then we'll tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the way it is. And then we'll accept your death threats. <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes full circle. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.